Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Come on, side, side, side. Say I'm about to uh sit here on my laptop right now. I think I'm about to go in. I think it's time for another come on son. Too much fuckery happening out here. I think it's time for me to speak on it, y'all. This whole Kanye West shit, this shit was crazy. Donald Trump is his friend. It's his man right now. Donald Trump is his man. He disrespects women like crazy. Disrespects everybody. This one, you don't give a fuck. Nobody can't keep a cabinet. This shit is crazy. I think it's time for me to go in. Yo, Bill Cosby is ill, right? Hey, they're gonna lock Bill Cosby up like he's 80. They just trying to fuck the cars over, son. Damn, Bill Cosby. Legacy out the window. America's favorite father. I did a Cosby show. Matter of fact, I did a Cosby show twice. First time, I ended up on the cutting room floor. So I, I didn't make the show. Bill Cosby called me personally to tell me about it. The first time he called me, he actually called Young TV Raps looking for me. And then um, I called, he left a number. And I called back. And when I called back, the girl was like, Mr. Cosby will be on the phone in a minute. I was bugging because I was like, I used to watch I Spy when I was a kid, Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, listen to his recordings, you know, his comedy albums, Buck Buck and all that. And when I was a kid, and I never thought that I would get to speak to Bill Cosby. So he got on the phone, and he was like, "Is this Ed Lover? You know, the, the, you know the copy." <laughs> and he was telling me how his daughter was watching you on TV raps, and she thought it was hilarious. So he was in his office at the Cosby Show, and he turned it on, and he was like, "You was doing this character that had on like this fisherman," and I was like, "Yes, sir, it's Perry J. Periwinkle the Third, Mr. Cosby." He was like, "Don't call me Cosby, call me Bill." And I remember when he called me, I was nervous because Eddie Murphy said that either Bill Cosby calls you to tell you that he likes what you're doing or he calls you to tell you that he thinks you're embarrassing the black race. So I was nervous when he, when he picked up the phone. And he called me actually to tell me that he liked my character that I was doing on Young TV Raps. And he said, look, uh, can I come and be on your show and I'll have you on my show? And I was fucking bugging, yo. I was like, yeah, right? So he came down 
He did a week of shows. I'll never forget this shit as long as I live. We did a week of shows, me and Dre did with Bill Cosby. And we got the green room all prepared because MTV ain't had their own studios in those days. They would rent out studios. So we was on 57th Street, not too far from where they shot 106 and Park, but a different studio. Um, way before 106 and Park was even thought about. Bill Cosby, man, we was all waiting. They had all kind of shit in the green room for him to welcome him. They had room for like 15, 20 people. You know, this is at the top of the fucking Cosby show. Like, this man's worth damn near a billion dollars at this time. And I remember standing out there looking to see when Bill Cosby was coming. You know, I went to see the limo pull up with the driver and the security and all that. My man got out of a yellow cab. He got out of a yellow cab by himself with a newspaper under his arm. <laughs> Shit was crazy. So he comes in, we start doing a week of shows, everybody, all kind of bosses are there and everything. And he looks over to me and Dre and he goes, is this usually how it is when you guys film? And we were like, no. He's like, well, who's usually on the phone? I mean, on the floor with you guys. And I told him, you know, Moses Edinburgh, who was like one of the producers at the time, he was there, I said, usually Moses, and the cameraman. And he stopped us taping. He told everybody to get the fuck out. And he would talk to everybody after he finished doing the shows with us because he wanted it to seem as normal as possible. And we shot a week worth of shows with Bill Cosby. And then, true to his word, about a week later, the man called me, had me on the Cosby show, playing a cab driver. And um, I was so excited. It was the number one show in the, in the fucking world. At that time, I told all my friends what date I was going to be on and everything. And he called me to tell me that the show ran too long and I got cut out, but he'd have me back on again. And I was like, damn, like that shit broke my heart. I thought he'd been bullshitting. I thought I would never do it. And then he had me back on the show. So the way the Cosby show used to work is you would come in on that Monday or whatever and your script would be there. And then Mr. Cosby would sit at the top of the table and he would introduce everybody, you know, all especially if you had guest stars on the show. And he was like, and back with us again is uh, Mr. Ed Lover. And everybody clapped up and everything. And he was like, Ed, this time you can't get cut out because I have you playing a doctor. And this before I even saw the script for the second time. And I was getting all excited. He said, nah, I'm just bullshitting. You're playing a cab driver again. And everybody laughed. And that's the uh, infamous cab driver scene that I did with Bill Cosby and Erica Alexander. And the first time I was scheduled to come through that door when she said she heard the, the screech in my scene and me, you know, allegedly, you know, hitting a car with my cab. And she was like, I know that. Ooh, that car just hit something. I hope that ain't uh, Uncle Cliff's car. And then she looks out the window and out the door and she goes, oh, yes, it is. It's Uncle Cliff's car. And she goes, Uncle Cliff, somebody hit your car. And then he comes downstairs. No, they didn't. So I'm standing at the door waiting to make my interest to hit my spot so we can have our dialogue. And the first time she does it, he comes downstairs and he goes, God damn well I know ain't nobody hit my fucking car. And I just fell on the floor laughing, man. It was such an honor and a pleasure to be picked out because, not because you auditioned or anything like that, but because Bill Cosby just thought that you were funny. And to do the Cosby show, man, I just... It saddens me. You know, I don't I don't want to say whether he was right or he was wrong. I don't know I wasn't there, but a, a jury of his alleged peers found him guilty, man. And, and we may see an icon go to prison. And that saddens me. Big up to Mr. Cosby all the time, man, for giving me a shot 
and put me on the number one show in the world at the time. That shit today has just been fucking crazy. And, and you know, I'm in Chicago now, so this is my little uh, corporate apartment in Chicago. And um, I'm out here doing 104.3 radio. Um, I would say 98% positive feedback on the station. Maybe 2%. Hey, you can't fuck the station up. Uh, fuck you. I expect that. Um, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and I can live with that. After 30 years in this business, you can live with it, you know? Um, but it's going to take time for the show to gel. And for all y'all in Chicago, please give us a chance. It's literally all I've only been here three weeks and two on the air. So it's going to take some time for us to gel, man, and just... You know, give us some time, man. You know, let us do our thing. And we promise to give you the best entertainment. But I'm trying, man. With all this crazy stuff with, with uh, Kanye West and Trump as his brother and all of that. One thing I do agree with Kanye on is is uh, free thinking. You know, but you're free thinking. You should not be supporting an oppressive president. Like Donald Trump, and then saying Obama was in office for eight years, he didn't do nothing for Chicago. You're from Chicago, Kanye West, born and raised. What have you done for Chicago? What have you erected in Chicago that people could look at and say, Kanye put this after-school center here for us, or Kanye gave the school system $5 million, or Kanye set up a, you know, a $10 million scholarship fund in his mother's name, and you living in a $60 million house. I, I don't really get it with that or I just think Kanye is either saying something controversial to sell a new album and the new album comes out on June 11th so now when it comes out we're going to be like let me see what he's going to say you know what I mean so but at what price do you do that like to sell your record like do you just strictly like you know hey I know he grabs pussies and I know he thinks neo-Nazis are some really fine people, you know, after they hit a woman and killed the woman with a car because she was protesting their neo-Nazi hatred, you know, it's kind of tough, man, to, to really support a president that has that kind of shit on his agenda. And um, whether you're trying to sell an album or not, I don't think it's the right thing to say. And we, we both have, what do you say, dragon dragging something personalities or something when the fuck you ever seen a dragon like a real dragon unless it was a you know one of them lizards that get to be that big but like a dragon in the sky fire breathing the fuck you ever seen a dragon dude nah I don't know man I don't get it but if you really supporting Donald Trump then I just can't I like on some real talk shit like I can't can't support Kanye West, man. I can't. Not if you fucking with Trump like that. I'm sorry. I can't. I really can't. Then you trying to throw Obama under the table and you know under the bus, let the bus roll over him because Obama said that you was a jerk for what you did to Taylor Swift back in the days. That was a jerk move, dude. Like, come on, man. But the free thinking part, I agree with. We have to just we we just sheep. Nowadays, like somebody say something, and everybody just feel like they gotta like the shit. Like you can, you can feel it's okay to not like some shit. Don't mean you a hater. 
it's even okay to not like me. Like, personally, half the people that be on here, I don't even know them. So it doesn't affect my life, my daily life, and my family life. And so, you know, if I went, oh, if everybody said they didn't like me, I'd be like, you're like the dumbest person in the world. So free thinking, meaning you can think freely, and you have the right, and, and he does have the right, just free speech to say whatever he wants to say. And I also have the right to not agree with him. So I'll leave it at that. But, bro, if you, if you are supporting the oppressor, then you're becoming the oppressor. You're an oppressor just like he is. If you support him, then you believe in his ideals. And his ideals are fucking screwed up. So does that mean your ideas are screwed up too, bro? Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. I tell you, tell you, this generation's different, man. Different sheep and shit. Gotta look at whack ass motherfucking culture vultures out here. These fucking motherfuckers trying to be black so bad, and I gotta sit here and listen to whack ass Takashi Six Nine. Thank you, J Cole, for making the album. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, this shit is infectious. Like, we going for this shit. And since when did we... When did we start falling for the bullshit? Let's keep it 100, man. No. Maybe I'm just... My old man, man. Maybe that's it. But I don't give a fuck. For real. If I don't like something, I'm going to say I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, we always feel like... We got to say some shit, the, the dumb shit, like, that is a blanket statement. You know what I mean? Like, for Wendy Williams, I love Wendy. But if I had to say Beyonce is the greatest entertainer ever, come on, son. You never seen MJ? You never seen James Brown? You never seen Earth, Wind & Fire? You never seen Prince? Come on, son. Make, say for her generation. Say the best I've ever seen. I could fuck with people to say... That's the best I've ever seen. Because you may be a certain age and you may not have ever seen the other shit. You know? But Michael Jackson? That motherfucker bounced from the bottom of the stage and stood here like this. For like 45 fucking minutes. People's passing out and shit. Come on, son. B is dope. B is probably the dopest for her generation. But the best ever? Come on, son. You can't even have an argument over who's the best rapper ever. That shit, it don't matter. It, it, it just doesn't make sense because it's generational. I shouldn't say it don't matter. It don't make sense. It's generational. People always ask me, who your top five? Sometimes I try to put a list together for them, but you really can't because every generation had dope-ass people, man. And then you're going to leave somebody off that was dope. And you'd be like, damn, like if I say five, right? If I say, damn, I put Jay and Nas and Biggie on, then that leaves two slots. Now, who do I put on? Do I put LL on there, KRS-One, Black Thought, you know, Most Dev, Nas, like Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, like Mo D, Grand Cass, Mel, who, who do I put on? To leave other motherfuckers off. That's why I like to I was like to say it's generational. Cause in his time, Mel, Kaz, Mo D, them three motherfuckers. 
you know, was the shit. You know, that L, you know, running and, you know, that next generation and then the next generation and then, you know, the Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas shit. You know, we got Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, you know. You know, logic, young spitters out there, man. You can't just pinpoint. It's impossible to put five people in there, man. It's impossible. Somebody told me, yeah, when it comes to the influence of hip-hop, hip-hop music, you'd be on the Mount Rushmore. I'm like, dude, no, nah, man. It's, it's only like five people, man. You for fucking first, you got to put Russell. You got to put Russell Simmons, Rick Rubin on, on that shit. You just fucking, you got to. You know? So, I don't know, man. At this point, shit is just crazy out there. I just want y'all to be free thinkers, man. And, and march to the beat of your own drum. Stop following these fucking idiots because... They making money. They don't give a fuck about you. You. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't do shit for the community. These motherfuckers is billionaires. And they don't do nothing. Like nothing. Write a check. They don't even come around. You can't even touch them. You can't shake their hand. You gotta get tackled by a fucking security officer. Shit is crazy, man. And we blindly follow that shit. <laughs> person we should be following like that is Jesus Christ. There ain't nobody out here Jesus Christ. Want to argue? Ah, ah, ah. Tupac said ah. Tupac was human. Now these motherfuckers saying Tupac. Did you hear that shit? Tupac was whack. <laughs> Nigga, what? What? And nobody slapped blood out these little motherfuckers? Seeing that? A lot of motherfuckers grew up with no father, so you don't even know how to be a man. Nobody taught you, taught you how to be a man. You think you start rapping two years ago, you're making money, you think you're, you're impressing somebody. And, and people just sheep following this shit. Oh, because he make money. But remember, we used to find a reason to love the local drug dealer too. Who brought your property value down in your neighborhood. Who fucked your neighborhood up and we found a reason to love him. Ugh. To the point we argue about who sold the most drugs and what neighborhood sold the most drugs. Like that's some shit to be proud of. Yeah, cause around here we had my man black burned this whole shit. Niggas sold tons of kilos, murdered mad niggas. Y'all are proud of that. The people who we should be looking up to the professors and the educators, the people that put their lives on the line for us, we look up to them. You know, they don't rappers don't even get down in songs like uplifting women or the youth, make songs about how important Malcolm X, Elijah Muhammad, Farrakhan, Ali, Martin Luther King, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was to you being able to do what you do right now. And if you know your history, you know that Dr. King came from a well-to-do family. Went to college, Morehouse, graduated, 
could have just followed in his parents' footsteps and became a preacher and preached in the community where he lived at in Atlanta. I took a tour of the house, and if you ever go to Atlanta, I suggest you all do that before you hit the strip clubs, right? Um, check out where Dr. King came from. He had a washer and dryer in his crib. Now, yeah, I know he had a washer. I don't know if he had a dryer, but he, he had a washing machine, one of them old school washing machines in his crib when people couldn't afford to have washing machines. He didn't have to put himself out there for our civil rights, but he did. And this is the last time Besides probably Kendrick, you heard a rapper, maybe J. Cole or somebody like that, a rhapsody of one of them, but one of them super popular, put the stack of money to their ear rappers. When have you ever heard them say something positive about Dr. Martin Luther King or any civil rights leader? Because they don't believe that should, oh, that was so long ago. But that definitely attributed to you being able to do what you do right now. It attributed to me being able to do what I did and continue to do in business right now. It attributes to you. You can't imagine none of us, not even, not even me. I can't imagine a time when I couldn't look a white person in the face to talk to him. When I couldn't eat at the same restaurant or take a shit in the same bathroom or drink from the same water fountain. I can't even imagine. My mother went through that shit. And my mother and father taught me. You didn't even look a white person in the face. You can't even imagine being a fucking piece of property. A piece of property, a slave, is a piece of property. That means like this. I don't want to rip this. I need this envelope. Well, let me give you this. This is my property. I can do what the fuck I want to do with it, right? So if I want to burn it, I can burn it. If I want to hang it, I can hang it with no consequences. If I want to do this and throw it away, I can do it. And if this gets pregnant and has a child, I can sell it or I can sell the offspring of this. And if this has a husband and children, but they wasn't not legal married like we get married today, I could separate this family. I could separate the mother from the father, from the sister, the brother, from the grandmother. I could beat your grandmother's ass to death right in front of you. You know why? Because I own the bitch. And if you have a wife that you love or a husband that you can love, that you love, why do we sit here and want to believe in slavery times that all slave masters were straight? I'll fuck your husband in the ass right in front of you. And you can't do shit about it. You know why? Because I own that motherfucker. We can't imagine even living in a world like that. And we give the middle fingers up to our forefathers that had to go through all of this shit so that we can do what we do. Y'all sit down there and y'all do jams and it's fucking white people in the audience like crazy. They suffered so you can do that. They suffered. You couldn't walk into no motherfucking car, lot, no place, and even the... The 60s and 70s, you wasn't going to no spot and buying no brand new car. They wasn't giving you no credit, nigga. Why do you think we don't have the ownership? Because we don't have the generational wealth. The generational wealth came from all of this shit. You couldn't even own a patent. Even if you invented the stoplight, you didn't have the patent. No matter what you did, you couldn't even own a patent. You know what that means? That patent means you made wealth off of that. And that means you handed the generational wealth down to your kids, your kids, to my generation, my generation, to the next generation, next generation, so on and so on and so forth. That's, that's why we don't have shit. There was no generational wealth. 
I can honestly say in my family, I have made more money than anybody in the history of my family. On either, I don't care if it was on my father's side or my mother's side. Nobody has made as much money as I have. My brothers, my sisters, nobody. But my father and mother didn't have money to teach me what to do with it, so I fucked a lot of money up. I did. I didn't. Have, I didn't get financial training. I mean, thank God I was smart enough to, you know, do what I had to do and keep this shit going, man. But this shit runs far deeper than us. And I can't stand this little um, catch me outside chick and this other little chick and 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 all of them getting on talking like they black and bitch. I fuck you up and nigga. That all I hear, all I don't hear coming out their mouth is nigga. And they just grabbing our style. And everything we do, and they fucking culture vultures, and we follow them, and we pray, we play into this shit. We got rid of Vanilla Ice, and he sold 11 million fucking albums. We got rid of Vanilla Ice because he was lying, and he was whack. We keep Eminem, even though he's white, because Eminem is dope on the mic. It's an art form. This Takashi 69 motherfucker... This little Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Yeah, the, the, the song is a vibe. I rock with it, but the, these niggas is whack, yo. And we allowing them to steal our shit. Why do you think hip-hop is what it is right now? Because the inner city youth couldn't afford instruments. There was no instruments in their school. I grew up in Queens. My mother moved us from Brooklyn to Queens, New York. When I went to school, we had instruments. We had chorus. We had band, jazz band, jazz combo, big band. I learned to play an instrument. I learned to play trumpet and read music. But the inner city motherfuckers from the South Bronx didn't have none of that. So they took poetry, which is hip-hop and poetry go hand-in-hand, hand, and they put that shit to music and created a culture, created hip-hop. And we let these whack motherfuckers come in and don't nobody say nothing because you scared to be a grown-ass person. You scared that you're going to look like a hater if you say, this motherfucker is trash. Now, don't get me wrong. We had trash motherfuckers. And I era hip-hop and our tribe called Quest, Black Moon, AZ, Nas, there was some whack motherfuckers out there now. There was some motherfuckers that had hit records that was whack. We got rid of Millie Vanilli. But we let these motherfuckers stay. We let the, we go to the club because Bada Bobby is going to be there because she said, cash me outside. How about that? We let her make a record that we stream in the charts. The fuck is wrong with us? Because it's a vibe. No, hip hop ain't no vibe. Hip hop is a culture. It's an art form. Huh? The first time you ever heard Rakim out, Rakim say, "My name is Rakim Allah, and R A stand for Ra. Switch it around. It still come out all so easily. Well, I E M C E E. My repetition of words is check out my melody. I was like, oh my god, that's poetry. That's dope. Not my bitches sucking the dick. My bitches sucking the dick." My bitch is stuck a dick, just disrespectful trash, yo. It's fucking trash. Some of it is good. Some of it is a good vibe to do this too. Get drunk, stand on the couch. It's all good. I'm not telling you not to do that, but we buying into this shit.
we bind it to something that's destroying our culture. Our shit. We don't even have control over this shit no more. People standing up telling you, oh yeah, oh rocking them, rocking this, rocking them, do this with Spotify and bop 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 and bop 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 and you just a motherfucker working for somebody. You don't own that shit. Oh, she just went platinum because he got a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand streams. Streams? So I could put somebody else and say I wanna say I wanna hear uh Migos. Or Ray Scrumming. And I like a lot of both of their music, right? Or Future. So if I put Future on, if I put on a Future channel, and Migos come on, Migos gets credit for that stream, and they're not getting paid right for every time they song streams. So they get credit for the stream, and all those streams get added up, and you're getting a plaque for a stream. Isn't that a big fucking difference? You didn't actually buy the stream or buy the song or download it and pay for it. There's a difference when a motherfucker went to the store and bought your shit. Yesterday I was in this place out here in Chicago called Brown Bag Seafood. And I'm sitting there eating. God walks up to me and says, hey, you had love. I go, yeah, go, man, I love you, man. I'm like, thanks, man. I appreciate the love. And I'm sitting there, and I hear him talking to the young lady that was behind the uh, counter that I paid. That she was like, who is he? And he was like, that's Ed Lover. You're on TV, right? Ed Lover, who's the man, blah, 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 blah. Come on, son. And she's like, oh, come on, son. I thought he looked familiar. Blah, 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 blah. I just kept eating. I hear it all the time, so I don't pay it no mind. I just kept eating. She didn't say nothing found, neither did he. I kept eating. And all of a sudden, I look up, and everybody, all of them that work there is looking at me. So I'm just like, oh, okay, you know, hi, everybody. I look down, I'm having my food. And they're playing music, you know, over the system in the restaurant. And I'm like, that shit sounds familiar a little bit. And all of a sudden it dawned on me that they were playing, that they went in and put on For the Love of You, a record that was our second single off Dr. Dre and I back up off me album. And I just was like, oh, shit. I was like, that's, that's just... That's cool, man. And, you know, you look it up, and even though we didn't have any smash hits off that album, 500,000 people went out and bought our record. Not streamed it. Not was streaming somebody else, and then my record came on, and I got credit for it, but actually bought my shit. And to me, that makes a difference. When you look at somebody like fucking Dr. Dre the Chronic, and you look, 5 million people went to the store and bought that record. Isn't that much better than the streaming bullshit? Bought it. Paid their money, wanted it. And the dude said, man, I loved your, I loved your music, man. And I was like, wow, because you never know who you touch when you, you put something out there. You put yourself out there for ridicule and critique, and I could deal with that. I've been around too long. But that shit really shocked the shit out of me. And that's the first time that's ever happened to me. I've had people play backup off me before, B-A-C-K-U-P off me. But I've never had anybody play For the Love of You before, ever. You know, even when I go out somewhere, I have somebody throwing back above me. Oh, yeah. And it's cool. And it's cool. But I try to represent the culture as much as I can. And these fuckers don't care about the culture. They care about They care about a quick buck. And, and my point is listen to it, like it, take it for what it is. 
but don't buy into these culture vultures. This shit is killing me, especially if a motherfucker ain't got no skills. If you white and you got skills, come in. Come, be with us. Wrap your ass off. But if you white and you just playing in with this shit, the fuck out of here. Come on, son. Fuck out of here. For real. And we didn't listen to Dame Dash when he tried to warn us about culture vultures. Right? When Dame Dash went the fuck off about culture vultures, we was like, Dame is hating because he ain't with Jay-Z no more. Dame was fucking right. And Dame told us something way before even I started recognizing these fucking culture vultures. They want to suck up your culture and make more money off of your fucking culture than you make it. And we allowing it. We're not taking control of our culture anymore. I'm not talking about a dude like Logic that is actually right. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about this 6'9 dude who freestyled. I'm looking at it. Then he got the nerve to talk about a freestyle Kendrick Lamar did was trash. What are we doing? What, what the fuck are we doing? Shit makes me embarrassed to even be related to hip-hop, man. To, to be a b-boy. I'm not calling out all the young music either. You never, you don't walk up to me, everybody do it all the time, ask me what I think about hip-hop today. And I point out that there's some dope-ass rappers out there today that y'all need to check out. Youngins, too. That's Spit. Spit. Wale, niggas like that. You know what I'm saying? Them, them youngins right there. Spit that shit. But these other motherfucking culture vultures that we letting in here, making money off of us, and your kids is running to the fucking club to see these fucking trash ass motherfuckers. They having beef and shooting at people. Like, come on. Huh? Kind of make you long for the days of BMF and Suge Knight and motherfuckers that wouldn't have that shit in this culture, man. I don't know, man. Maybe, you know, somebody tell me, hey, maybe you're just getting old. Maybe. Maybe, but I ain't no sheep. I'm going to speak my piece. Free thinking. It's all good. Yeah, he was right about that. That Donald Trump shit, he was tripping off of. But free thinking, he absolutely right. You either right to say somebody's whack if you want to say somebody's whack. Maybe it just ain't your cup of tea and people need to respect that. But that all riding with Donald Trump, make America great shit. Come on, dog. He, he, he done dogged your culture. He done dogged your people. Remember when, when Ye said George Bush doesn't like black people? Maybe it's you, partner. Or maybe you're just trying to sell records to the Republicans who you think wouldn't have bought your record before because the new album drops. I ain't knowing no old my era was better than your era shit. I don't expect you to understand Big Daddy Kane. You was born, or maybe you weren't born. When Rakim and Kane ruled the world. I don't, I don't expect you to understand that. 
I understand how dope Kendrick is and J. Cole and Rhapsody and 3D Nati and Wale and Love Black Thoughts fucking Freestyle Reflect. That's art. You know? That's art. I don't know what this other shit is. And I don't, I'm not going to buy into that. And I'm going to be a motherfucker that's going to stand on the soapbox and tell a whack motherfucker he a whack motherfucker. If you're a fan of hip-hop like I am, do you remember Supreme Clientele by Ghostface Killer? You remember when Supreme Clientele in the beginning when Ghost said, when I just still, I'm sorry, y'all, but when I approach a whack motherfucker trying to spit his darts and can't spit him, There you go, right there. A whack motherfucker trying to spit his dogs has no business in our shit, especially when they doing better than cats like Saha the Prince and King Los. They making more money than them. And they putting out incredible projects. We not paying attention to them, we paying attention to clowns with shit written all over their face and multicolored fucking hair. This is a fucking circus. But all the y'all motherfuckers who were saying it's about a vibe and it ain't about lyrics and I ain't trying to be lyrical, you let them motherfuckers in. Now watch them overtake you. You let them in. You let non-rapping motherfuckers in here because you the one that made the records and you sat on with Vlad or the Breakfast Club or whatever and you was like, I ain't trying to be no rapper. For me, I'm a rock star. For me, it's about the vibe. I'm gonna say, I got 67 X, 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 X. Let me tell y'all when I know that this shit was out of control. When I heard Illmatic for the first time, matter of fact, first time I heard Live at the Barbecue, right? And I heard Nas spit. First time I ever heard Rakim. First time I heard LL Cool J. First time I heard KRS-One. And I was like, I can't do that. And I was an MC back then in those days, freestyling in the park. And I was like, my mind don't even think like that. I can't, I can't do that. That's incredible. When I know I could do what you doing at 55 years old, when I know I could go, nigga, I told you. Nigga, I told you. Nigga, I told you. Yeah, hey. Nigga, I told you. Hey, pull up on your block in the whip. Nigga, looking at your honey mother's dip. Nigga, nigga like me, never slip. Nigga, pistol grip, pump with a grip. Nigga. Nigga, I'm 55. If I can do that, just as good as your record and get a beat and let somebody ghostwrite it and throw a hit out there, baby, what you doing ain't shit. You supposed to blow my fucking mind with your rhymes, dog. But all you talking about is getting high and the brand new Lamborghini, nigga, niggas out there can't see me, nigga, pull in a Ferrari like, er, er, have a little bitch while I'm skirt, skirt, come on, that shit's Nigga, I told you. Nigga, I told you. All the little bitches want to fuck. Uh, all the little bitches want to fuck. Me. All the little bitches want to fuck. All this is about the vibe. Shit is trash. It's crazy as fuck out here, man. I'm telling you, man.
It's just crazy, yo. Let these things get over with bullshit, son. You know what I mean? Fuck with me, goes. I fuck with Future. Future got some shit. It's good time party music. I fuck with them. Ray Scrumming. I fuck with them. It's like it was. A, you know what I mean? It's like fucking with Lil John and them. Lil John wasn't the best rappers, and you know the East Side Boys didn't say too much. They tear the club up, nigga. Tear the, that shit was a vibe. So I could get with the vibe shit. But don't go acting like you the nicest rapper ever, nigga. Don't. Don't go acting like you was the first nigga to put a Versace shirt on when Biggie was, Puff was wearing them shits since like 94, 93. Don't do it to yourself. Stop thinking you the shit because you're making a little paper. Because the Rico Suave nigga back in our days made some paper. Rico Suave, that nigga was trash. Okay, so stop it. Stop it. Fuck out of here. Y'all know me. Still the same OG, but I've been low-key. Hated on. You know what I'm saying? Still ED, nigga. All day. Ain't fucking around with this shit too much long. I've been talking too much. I got shit to do. My man Damon Williams, the comedian, is in town. Y'all probably heard him if y'all check out the Tom Joyner show. That's my man. He in Chicago. He's from Chicago. Going over to the promontory to see Damon Williams tonight, man. So I got shit to do. I got I got brand new shit to do. Brand new grown man. I'm on my grown man right now, so I'm on my grown man. Welcome home, Meek Mill, too, man. Glad to see Meek home, man. Don't go back to jail, Meek. You know, NFL draft tonight? Y'all gotta hit me up on Oh yeah. And the Giants pick second. And uh Whatever happens, man, before I get out of here, whatever goes down, I hope we don't lose Bill Cosby. I hope, you know, I hope they find it in their heart to put him on house arrest or something. You know, don't, don't put that old man in jail like that, man. They ain't going to do nothing for nobody. DP. See, look at, look at DP. My man Bottom Music, DP. Fuck out of here with them fake-ass Falcons, DP. All right. <laughs> Word up, man. Big shout out to my man Starsky, too, and congratulations on the baby girl on the way, bro. I know I love you. It's my little brother right there. That's, you know, you know I love you, man, but don't don't fuck with Bill Cosby like that, man. Don't do that. DP laughing. Fuck out of here, DP. Hey, listen, man. Number love to you. If you are in uh, New Jersey area, like DP is, Bottom Music DP, um, if you're in Newark and you're going to vote, vote for my man Do It All, man, from the Lords of the Underground. Um, he's been a, a big proponent of making Newark great again. And he's running, you know, running for, I think, a city council, one of them positions, but vote for my man um, Do It All from the Lords, all right? Listen, man, I ain't got nothing but love for y'all, man. Like I said, I'm going over... To this, to this jump off right now to see my man Damon Williams perform some stand-up comedy. It was nice talking to y'all. Um, all the best to you. If you got a radio, you got everybody got a phone. So go to the radio.com app and find 104.3 Jams in Chicago and listen to my morning show. Um, if you're on the eastern seaboard, then it's a different time. Y'all know we're an hour back. So um, it'll start 7 o'clock your time. 
6 o'clock Chicago time. If you're in the shy, please listen. I appreciate it. I'm trying to do right by the shy. I ain't coming in here fronting, acting like I know every motherfucking thing because I don't. I just got here, so y'all got to teach me about this beautiful city we call Chicago. And, man, yeah, I'm in Chicago now, Big Fendi, my motherfucking man, who the real discoverer of Nicki Minaj. Big Fendi's on here right now. Y'all shout out Big Fendi. He discovered Nicki Minaj. That's who, the first time I heard Nicki, Big Fendi had her. When she did the Lil' Kim poster over, Fendi set that whole shit up. Shout out to Fendi, man. That's my man. Uh, love that dude, man. That's God's honest truth, man. I've seen some shit. Don't let nobody else tell you they discovered Nicki Minaj. It was fucking Fendi. And she's from South Jamaica, Queens. And Fendi had her and Gravy. And Gravy went on, changed, you know, stopped being Gravy, became Jamal Willard, and did the Biggie movie. And then he did, you know, played Biggie twice. Remember, I interviewed him. I said, how many fucking times you going to play Biggie? He laughing. So that, that was funny, man. Big Fendi is my man. But that's, that's, that's really, really true. Big Fendi had Jamal Willard, a.k.a. Gravy, and Nicki Minaj. That's my word. I remember that shit. Big shout out to him, man. You know? So I love y'all, man. I mean, thank y'all for listening to my rant. I had a lot of shit to get off my chest. I hope I enlightened y'all. You know? And um, it's all good, man. It's all good. Until next time, man, y'all be... uh. Be good to take care of each other, man, and keep God first. That's what we got to do. We got to keep God first, right? Fendi, you're a knucklehead. I ain't going to say what you just typed, motherfucker. What's up, Aaron, up there in the bank? Fuckers, damn. All right, I'm out, y'all. Much love. Peace. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.